Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica. It's a new month. We're into March. All this February Valentine's Day and pink hearts and pink cupcakes. They're all gone. Bring in the green stuff. Bring in the green stuff, Monica. (laughs) Isn't just like March, like just full of um, activities that encourage drinking, like St. Patty's Day and like March Madness and like betting and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's the Irish month. It's the Mm. Irish month. (laughs) Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, you probably know this about me, but I totally hate March Madness. It just um, – not for the reasons you think, though, because I actually like basketball. Um, what I don't like is March Madness taking my soap opera off the air for, like, an entire week when it's going on. It's like – No. Right? It's, like, it's like total, totally stressful for me and, like, I don't know. I just, I just think that you should be able to get the basketball on demand and, like, my soap should be on still. I just think – yeah, I mean, now you can watch all those March Madness on your computer, mm-hmm. desktop, iPad, and all your mobile. I have a funny story. Like way back in the day when I went to an uh, to UW as an undergrad, way back in the day. <laughs> I mean, this was this was like when your Nokia phones can't all you could play a snake on oh, your, the brick, on your the cell brick. phone. <laughs> the brick, right? Yeah. So in order to watch in order to watch the Huskies in the NCAA tournament. We had to either A, go to the hub, which is the Husky Union building, Mm -hmm. or go back to our dorms (laughs) or watch it. So I'm in the middle of classes and I had to go to the hub for lunch. So I get my, you know, oily fried rice (laughs) because it's the best. It's the best when you're a student there. Mm -hmm. And you go to the hub and it's this big, it's not plasma televisions. I mean, these are like these Zenith, like 42, 50, the two 52 inch tube televisions that are like huge. Always at 12 o'clock, people are watching some sort of soap opera. And I'm guessing it's, um, what is it, Days of Our Lives or <laughs> what's the General yeah, Hospital? Yeah, 12 o'clock is General like Hospital. That, right? <laughs> yeah. But the Huskies were playing Miami of Ohio at about 11.39. And I think they were into the second half. And a defiant soap opera uh, student tried to changed the channel <laughs> while 300 UW students were trying to watch the Husky game. Oh my gosh. It was an absolute uproar. It was 300 UW students versus that poor little woman that wanted to watch her days of our lives. Was that me? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was you or it's like, It sounds kind of traumatizing. Like I wouldn't remember that. Man, we lost like a good three minutes of that Husky game oh because, because he was trying to argue that this is – this is a soap opera television from 12 to That's 1. That's right. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got that right. <laughs> uh, Man, it can't have been me because it would have gotten ugly. Just ugly. If you guys don't know, I can get ugly people. Just, just you know, putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in front of uh, Monica's soap opera. That's operas. right. <laughs> Welcome to our show. It's the 25th episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening all the way through. For all you new listeners, welcome. And today we have a great show because it's our 25th episode. We are going to do a neighborhood focus later on in the show. But we have some recaps today and before we move on to the neighborhood focus. And Monica, let me start out. Yes. Because... If you didn't know already from our stories, it's Melissa Miranda week. (laughs) Uh, We had a great time having lunch with Melissa Miranda at Little Woody's in Capitol Hill on Wednesday. And we had a syrup sandwich, Mm -hmm. roasted pork adobo, chicharrones, radishes, fried garlic, patis salsa verde on a Hawaiian bun. And most importantly, drum roll. We got the denim lunch bag. Got the bag. Got the bag. As George Bush says, mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, Nelson, but I actually went back a second time for Melissa. Yes, you went twice. That's right. You went twice. I don't do nothing twice. (laughs) It was delicious. So did a couple other Mm -hmm. people too, I noticed on Instagram. And on Capitol Hill, I think on Friday, they ran out of the the roast pork adobo too. So they had to make more. Man. I mean, that's awesome. 
Um, just to let you know, I also just came back from the Musong fundraiser at the Dynasty Room. Mm-hmm. I got to sample some really awesome Filipino food from Musong. Okay. Um, they did some chicken adobo, mm-hmm. some uh, sisig, uh, as well as uh, some bola bola. I just basically said, give me everything. Give me everything. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin Oba, Obalicious was there. Talked to Melissa Miranda for a while. It was it was a fun thing. And they also right now are having a silent auction. Um, so that, that was a cool event too as well. Make sure you guys go and support Melissa and Musong's Kickstarter. Go to bit.ly slash Musong Kickstarter and support her Kickstarter. She has about 20 more days until the Kickstarter ends. Make sure you guys get it up to that $75,000 mark. Go support that Musong Kickstarter. Absolutely. And also between now and the end of the Kickstarter, keep your eyes open because Melissa is going to have a couple more events that hasn't been announced yet. So it's a great opportunity to try Musang's food and to get out and be part of the Filipino food movement um, just to see what community means in Seattle. Yes, do it, please. Monica, my favorite color, if the people don't know, it's purple because I went to the University of Washington, right? <laughs> Tell us about a place that does some purple goods. <laughs> did you know they moved the purple store? No, they did. Yeah. Sorry. I just got distracted by the purple store. So in North Seattle, they used to have a purple store and it was near and dear to our hearts and it vanished and it popped up. It's, it's near Pike place market now. So I'm going to take you there one day and they have oh, that's all things right. purple. And of course they have a lot of Husky stuff because purple anyway. Yes. We talked about this before. Yes. The purple store. I know, but I can't tell because I think you kind of ignore me sometimes. Because <laughs> sometimes you mean like all the time? Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> okay, you guys. So, in terms of purple, I love purple too. Purple is near and dear to my heart. Um, purple, I'm here to talk about today is Ube Cheesecake and Hood Famous Bake Shop. So, starting last week, Hood Famous has been a soft opening mode in Chinatown. So, they have a new location uh, at the bottom of the Publix building, and they've been serving coffee drinks training their staff, meeting uh, people who live and work in the neighborhood and experimenting with some new food. So it's going to be a couple more weeks before they have a grand opening. Uh, But I got to stop by and chat with the owner, uh, Shara, one day and enjoy ube latte. And I can't wait to try other food goods. Like uh, they have like a butter mochi waffle, I think is one of the things that they're going to be making and have been testing. So really exciting, Nelson. This past Saturday, I saw them do a scavenger hunt. Wasn't yeah. that? They were handing out envelopes. I think our friend uh, Sam Garcia, Sam Manila, got one. Oh, yeah, she she was really excited. Yeah. 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 So they were doing um, that scavenger hunt as part of the Lunar New Year celebration, which we were promoting last week. Yeah, there were some really cool prizes. So I think Sam might have been at she might have been at the Panama Hotel where she found her envelope, and I think she won this really great uh, Black Hood famous. Um, tote with the new designs on it and the new designs um, are beautiful Um, so if you guys get a chance check it out because there's new merch and also the designs on the storefront are beautiful monica you might be able to help us out is it going to be kind of a full menu like they have at the hood famous in out in ballard or are they going to have some limited stuff i i feel like they're going to have everything out there right? yeah what's great about this location is first of all they are very clear that ballard will not be closing Ballard is their baby, their first child, and it's going to stay open. And so they have a plan for to continue operations there. In terms of the Chinatown location, um, I did see the equipment there. So they're ready to bake. And so they're going to be cooking out of that kitchen. In addition to the baked goods that we've fallen in love with, like I said, they have some experimental stuff um, that they're working on, like the uh, butter mochi waffle. Um, so they're going to be making food there. It's pretty exciting. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. good. I'm excited. I'm so excited for that. Me too. Now, Monica, we got a chance to check out Seattle Chamber of Commerce's Restaurant After Hours. And it was such a fun event because it was at the (laughs) Seattle Aquarium. You and I got a chance to visit the aquarium. I mean, that was, I mean, how fun was that? That was just worth, just going to the aquarium was just worth the price. It was super fun. Um, I have to say, shout out to all my, uh, my foodie friends and my peeps who kept me company because I kept losing you. I feel like you were ditching me, but it was just like, every time I turn around, you're like talking and I don't even think you were talking to people. I think you were talking to like starfish and like. No, I wasn't. I wasn't talking to people. I think you were talking to sea animals. Yeah. I mean, I, I channeled my inner Aquaman because I finally got to overcome my fear as a kid and touch sea mm-hmm. creatures. As a kid, if you guys don't know, starfishes and sea urchins, whatever was 
in those waiting pools mm-hmm. that you can touch just scared the bejesus oh out gosh. of me when I was a seven-year-old kid. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, for some reason I had like the idea of like tentacles wrapping around my finger oh my and like gosh. pulling me into like the one inch wade pool. I don't know for some reason. So I, so I pretty much kind of got to touch all the starfish I could. Aww. It did. It wasn't squishy. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> and but, and I, <clears throat> I, 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 I basically was one with the animals or one with the fish. I don't, I don't know. So the Portuguese man of war, that was pretty cool. I mean, I thought that was yeah, kind of cool to look at. They're cool to look at. They're not cool, cool to get stung by. <laughs> no, not cool. Not cool. Not cool. But it was, a, there's a lot of people and there was definitely a lot of food. We got to see a lot of our friends from the podcast, like Nutty Squirrel, Don Lucho's, Pike Brewing, Pasta Casa Lingo. They were all there, as well as a bunch of other vendors, Cakes by Frosted, as well as Homegrown. I mean, there's just there's just a lot of food, Honest Biscuits, lots of food and drinks, Monica. Yes. Um, I think the star of the show was Honest Biscuits. They had a gravy fountain. <laughs> yeah, a gravy fountain. Um, I mean, was- yeah, that's a winner. Yeah, that's a winner for sure. Yes, that was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was two levels and then it reached all the way back to the aquarium mm-hmm. too as well. Normally, I've been to a wedding once and they usually just have that main area. There was a lot of vendors out there. There were a lot of vendors Definitely. and a lot of people for sure. Monica, what's another event you got for us? Oh my goodness. I feel like I feel like I was thinking last week was going to be pretty mellow and then all of a sudden our calendar started getting full. Um, yeah. So let's see. Let's go with the Smith Tower Observatory and Bar. So this is someplace yeah. that I work near. And for folks who haven't been there, it's it's like such a unique Seattle experience. Um, they have a self-guided museum, an observatory where you can get out, walk around and take some beautiful pictures. And they have a bar that serves um, really great cocktails and food. And, and so Nelson and I were invited to go check it out. And they're going to have a new history and cocktail series called Smells Like Seattle Spirits, Tales of the Northwest Rum Running Pass, starting on Monday, March 4th. And so uh, we went and we got to try uh, their signature cocktail that they're going to be running for the three series event. And it was delicious. I have to say, you know, we were going to be going to a lot of more events that night and I didn't want to drink a lot, but it was very sophisticated. It had Appleton Estate Signature Blend Rum, uh, Foro Amaro, Lemon Sheree, and Lime and Absinthe Rinse. And, and I just thought, wow, like this is a really nice grown-up cocktail that makes me feel really fancy. Um, it was really delicious. Yeah, I thought so too. You know me. I'm, I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of cocktails, but... When I tried it, I was like, oh, it's it's very good. Yeah, it's, smooth. It, uh, it's really, really smooth. We finished it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a signal as it already, mm-hmm. right? Because we finished, we actually finished the drink. A great time. For all you Seattle happy hour buffs, the Smith Tower is one place you guys got to go up. And they're discounted prices during happy hour to get up to the observatory, correct? Yeah. So the discount, I think it's, um, I think it's $10 to get up there during happy hour Tuesday through Thursday, maybe. Um, this special event that we were going to, that we're promoting, um, this one's going to be about $20 per person because it's a cocktail and history series. A lot of things on their happy hour food menu is $8. And just pro tip, chocolate toffee Kahlua mousse cake. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Get that, please. <laughs> Guys. PSA, get that mousse cake. I mean, you know me, I'm not that big of a chocolate fan, but oh my goodness, that thing, first of all, taking the fork through the mousse cake like butter, Mm -hmm. like melted butter is just, oh my God, so delicious, so good. Um, That cheese, the artisan cheese plate was pretty good too, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was mad because usually I get to hug all the chocolate because Nelson, he he likes chocolate, but not like I do. And so often it's easy for me to steal it and negotiate with him. We were fighting over this mousse cake, you guys. And so it's definitely worth trying. I mean, for $8, it was substantial. And they had like sea salt and caramel as well. And you guys, they have a vegan menu too. (laughs) A vegan menu as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Monica, my last event, it's not an event, it's a restaurant. And this past Saturday, our foodie friends, Life of Jess and What Jesse Eats, we went out to Bellevue and went out to Shaochi Jia. Now, we talked about Shaochi Jia when they first had their soft opening mm-hmm. that last year, like several months last year, but now they are in full force and it's a well oiled machine. 
Monica, let me just say the Shenzhen Bao are so good. I am personally recommending that you come over to the east side and eat the Shenzhen Bao just just for these. I mean, anybody, if you're in Seattle, come on over because these you can't get. I don't think you can get these in Seattle. These pan fried juicy pork soup filled dumplings are so worth it. Let me repeat that. So worth it. You have to get them. But I just have to let you know if you're like me and you just take a big bite into the into those bowels. <laughs> there's so much soup it's gonna burst all over your clothes <laughs> and onto your like hands it's gonna be dripping all over and then all of a sudden it's all you have like oil stains on your shirt so beware take small bites and then drink the soup out of it or otherwise it'll gush out <laughs> but man monica i I cannot stop raving about the Shenzhen Bao. It's so good. And you know what else I like? What's up? I like efficiency, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> you like efficiency? Yes. You who will stand in line for three hours like efficiency? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All I will right. stand in line. Okay. But if if it is motoring and if it's going <clears throat> and it's it's producing, I, I enjoy that. I love okay. their kiosk ordering system. It's like when you approach <laughs> the ordering station, you just choose what you want. Like I want five of the Shenzhen baos and I want two of the rice bowls or whatever you want. You just pick and choose whatever you want. You insert your debit and credit card, you pay for it. You're done. You only have to blame yourself for making the mistake. You, there's nobody else to blame except the person in front of the mirror. I mean, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know. Yeah. But we had a great time. I mean, we were, we were, taking pictures and i got i got a great shot of both life of jess and what jesse eats one on top of each other like trying to take pictures of it uh it's it's fun it's fun definitely guys it is way better to eat with a group than you are than it is to eat alone <laughs> i pre i prefer to eat alone with my <laughs> okay because <laughs> i was home by myself eating alone that day <laughs> thanks nelson uh, hashtag still not a couple clearly <laughs> No, we don't get along at all. Not at no. all. all right. Okay. I got one more. Yeah, go for it. All right. So we got invited to a place that's kind of been soft open for a while. Uh, we were invited for a pre-grand opening preview. That's pre-pre-pre. Uh -huh. um, at Lussie and Spice. And so this is in South Lake Union. And they've been serving up coffee drinks, uh, Lussies, and snacks like samosas and vodapav. Uh, but for me, the chai really stole the show. Um, I'm a huge fan of chai, and I love that they ground whole fresh spices daily. And so you can really taste that quality in the chai. And they also offer milk alternatives like oat milk. And so that's that's the thing. Like I can't drink chai a lot um, because I spend most of my lactose on ice cream and gelato. Um, usually I try to keep it out of drinks. Um, but these were delicious. And Nelson, we got to try so many stuff. And the staff was really great. And they gave us some really nice swag too. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great time. I love the lossy drinks because, again, I have more of a sweet tooth when it comes to beverages. So for me, the blueberry cardamom was really good. Mm -hmm. And the rose lossy, that was really, really good, too, as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was really great to to hang out with uh, a bunch of foodies. And we also did a pre-funk before. So that's always great. And, you know, I mean, I, I like to spend a lot of time alone. But I think like Nelson, it's so much fun to, to hang out with foodies and in a group. You get to taste and see so much more. And there's so much excitement. There are people that I haven't seen in a long time that I got to hang out with, people that I see a lot. But it's good. We have such a vibrant food community. Yeah. So shout out to all you guys. Sorry we can't mention everybody too many names. But we got too a, many names. We got a big show. We got a big show today. But Monica, I mean, we I I told I texted you and said like I only took like twenty five pictures. Like, normally I take like a hundred pictures out of in, yeah. in events like this, and I like only took twenty five because I was just hanging out and just having fun mm -hmm. and just talking to everyone. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. I texted Nelson back and said, "Who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> New, new phone who dis all right <laughs> who dis <laughs> well that's our recap let's move on to our next segment like we mentioned this is going to be our neighborhood focus we put out a poll from our stories on twitter as well as instagram and all of our social and media facebook, yeah. and facebook and we totaled up all the tallies the winner is fremont 
but you guys chose Fremont, Fremont as the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. man, we have 20 recommendations. So we're going to get through them as <laughs> fast as possible. We're not going to we're not going to go in depth on any of the places. The first thing I wanted to talk about Fremont Avenue North. There are three places that we want to talk about. You need a burger, Fremont Bowl and Rock Creek Seafood and Spirits. They're all in the same block, Monica. Fremont mm-hmm. Bowl. And then you walk across the street and there's Unita. And then next to Unita is Rock Creek. All three places are fabulous. So let's start with Unita. Unita, they have 10 burgers. You can customize your burger the way any way you want, but they have 10 burgers. And I think I've probably gotten through like eight out of 10 of them or seven oh out of 10. Oh my gosh. That's but, a lot of burgers. Yeah, lots of burgers. However, three highlighted are the Sonora Burger, which is Chef Maria Heinz's favorite, which is a roasted chili relish and jack cheese. Cremini Mushrooms, which is like a classic mushroom burger, but with an Mediterra lamb burger. Then if you are craving seafood, you go to Rock Creek Seafood and Spirits, which is Chef Eric Donnelly's place. He's a James Beard nominee chef. I love going to happy hour, but there's a lot of people that really like the brunch as well. So if you go to brunch, there's the uh, our friend Athena, aka Serendipity Seattle, loves the caramelized apple and ricotta beignets. But mm-hmm. when you go to happy hour, oh man, I did this on my birthday last year. The Hawaiian tumbo mm-hmm. tuna crudo, as well as the Totten Inlet mussels bruschetta and the fried oyster, oyster po' boy. Man, that mm-hmm. bruschetta probably had literally a hundred mussels on top of that, on top of like this huge piece of toast. I mean, phenomenal if you want seafood. And speaking of seafood, Fremont Bowl. What do you mm-hmm. order at Fremont Bowl? Of course, there's you only order, one thing. There's only <laughs> one thing, the Chirashi Bowl. But yes. if you're not big in a trashy bowl, I would also recommend the sake don, which is the salmon nigiri or the salmon sashimi. And it's guys, if you like taking pictures of your photos, you have to go to Fremont Bowl because they're just the most beautiful bowls ever. So let's see, I'm going to combine some stuff sort of near like 36, 39th, kind of around there. Some some of my favorite businesses. So one is Fainting Goat Gelato. And Fainting Goat is in the space where um, Serena Gelato used to be. And they have rotating flavors. So it's really difficult to, to know uh, what's coming and going. Uh, but some of my favorites have been Fig Vanilla, because I love everything figs. And figs have such a short growing season. I love ginger as well. So they have a ginger flavor and honey lavender. And I think the thing about Fainting Goat is that they have really high quality gelato and they are part of the Nutty Squirrel family. So now they're doing uh, pastries as well in addition to gelato. If you hadn't noticed, I went to Nutty Squirrel today because I was lonely again. So I went to go hang out with gelato because Nelson was busy doing other things. Hashtag not a couple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, And near there is Simply Desserts. And so I'm kind of a low-key cake person. This place actually was my very first Yelp review of the day, like I'd say like seven or eight years ago. And what I love about this place is that they have really high quality cakes, but cash or check only. They don't take any cards. Okay. So my favorite flavors are, uh, why I love this place is because it took me out of the chocolate zone. So everybody knows how much I love chocolate. You know how much I love chocolate, Nelson. Mm -hmm. Um, The cakes that I love from here are strawberry white chocolate, still technically chocolate, I know, but but the strawberry piece, like having berries and cake, uh, that strawberry white chocolate cake was life-changing for me when I tried it years ago. And lemon blueberry, it's the first time where lemon blueberry really became like a flavor profile for me. And, And so it kind of really brought me out out of like non to, to non-chocolate flavors. And that's why I love Simply Desserts. Let's see. Another business nearby there is uh, Just Poke. And so you and I had a chance to visit Just Poke's uh, Bellevue location, but they have a location in Fremont as well. And so that's a great place to customize poke bowls with fresh, uh, sustainable fish. And also uh, they don't marinate the fish on purpose, but they have a lot of really unique sauces. Yeah, I think that's their main headquarters is just po- mm-hmm. in, in the Fremont area, right? In the Just Poke? I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah, I think so. They, they have, yeah. well, they have, they're getting up there now. They have maybe like nine locations, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good place. I Of course, we love our sauces. You love you love taking shots of their sauces. So. I love taking shots of sauces. That's yeah. kind of my jam. Um, so really good. <laughs> All right. So do you have more Fremont businesses we can share with people? Absolutely. So in the Stoneway area, there's a couple. And the first one I want to tell people about is the Pacific Inn Pub. Mm. If you guys want fish and chips, right? Seattle, seafood, fish and chips, your Ivers and places like that, right? And we also talked about Edda's. And this place 
actually the late Anthony Bourdain featured this in the parts unknown in the Seattle episode and Pacific Inn pub on Stoneway features fish and chips, the two piece or the three piece. This is, there's an outdoor patio, Monica spring is coming because March is near, even though the groundhog took a hit because of snowmageddon, but spring (laughs) is coming. And with that outdoor patio, a beer and like a three piece fish and chips sounds like, the perfect lunch for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but um, like I said, this was featured on Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Mm-hmm. You should go check that out. And if you're still thirsty, you can also walk down because it's so close to Fremont Brewing Company. Yes. And Fremont Brewing. I mean, if we're going to do Fremont, we have to do Fremont Brewing, right? There's summer so crowded. Oh, it's the best for people watching. I love it because Always of that crowded. outdoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Summer Ale, the Imperial IPA, the Inner Urban IPA, but what I love, Monica, and they also have house-made strawberry soda. Mm-hmm. And the house-made strawberry soda, it, there's a sign on there. It says, like, free to children and pregnant women. So I guess it doesn't apply for me. So I guess I'm going to be half, I'm going to have to buy the strawberry soda. That's, but <laughs> I, I guess that'll be okay. But free, Fremont Brewing is fun. Uh, our friend Monix Mumbles loves going there because she lives nearby and mm-hmm. it's a great place. And I, lots of people it's, it's on the bike trail. You can just bike over there, have a couple beers and bike back. I think it's, 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 it's a great place to just people watch or just to hang out and just meet friends. Yeah. It's definitely where things are happening. And you know me, I'm always like hunting for sour beer. So yeah. sour beer hunt. All right. What else you got? I love biscuits. Tell us some, is there a biscuit place around there? Yeah, there's a biscuit place in Freelard. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the area, Freelard is the intersection where Ballard and Fremont uh, meet. And so there's an area where that overlap happens that we call Freelard. And I live in North Seattle. So Seattle Biscuit Company opened up a brick and mortar restaurant, I think uh, last year, actually around this time, maybe. And I've been eating their biscuits for over six years since they hit the streets in their food truck. And I tell you what, I still love going there. And I've been seeing that there have been more Instagrammers posting their stuff. Um, but I just love their biscuit sandwiches, like the Varner. It has egg, andouille sausage, Beecher's cheese, and peach habanero jam. Y'all know how much I love habanero. I love that spice and that flavor profile. And just with that sweet peach and all those other savory items, that's one of my favorite biscuit sandwiches. Yum. Yum. Um, they also have shrimp and grits. And so they have a regular grit. Um, but I like the blue corn grits. The first time I ever tried blue corn grits was there. They use Gitchy Boy grits. And it's just weird because it's a different texture than um, a white or yellow grit than people are used to. And um, at least here, I don't see it very often. And so I'm all in on that. And the shrimp is just cooked beautifully. And so if y'all have a chance, stop by, say hello to the owner, Sam. And um uh, enjoy because those biscuits are something for sure and then theo's chocolates is also around that area too as well in fremont Mm -hmm. that's it's in the fremont neighborhood we already mentioned this Mm -hmm. factory tours and classes are available there's a bunch of bars and a bunch of truffles and tons of chocolates that you can check out go check out theo's around that area and i believe monica around that area is also the fremont sunday market yes Fremont Sunday Market has been operating for over 25 years. It's a family-run business. Um, They're often incubating uh, new businesses, particularly food businesses. They run 365 days a year, except apparently during Snowmageddon. I think that's one of the (laughs) first times since I moved to Seattle that I saw them shut the market down. And so it took a lot to get there. Um, But in general, they're open all year round. And that's why it's a neighborhood favorite. And it's someplace where you can always find street food and really just makers, people who make Make arts and crafts uh, for sale. And they also have a really great antique hypermarket um, where people are finding goods like old Seattle Sonic uh, shirts or like um, furniture or that special mirror that they're looking for for the house. So really great. I'm not going to shout out too many of the vendors because as we know, spring is coming, which means I'm going to be spending almost every weekend on the streets and we'll be bringing those vendors to you real soon. Absolutely. Seafood. Mm-hmm. If you guys are thinking seafood, Manolin is a great place in, out in Fremont. I have a couple dishes I recommend. The rockfish ceviche is probably one of the best things you should order as your, as your small plate or appetizer. And for the adventurous, Monica, black rice, which is basically the squid ink 
Normally people use, they, they do it with pasta, yes. but Manolin does it with black rice, chorizo, and rosemary. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend those two dishes if you're going to go to Manolin. In addition to that, kind of nicer, finer dining, Pomerol, uh, that's also on in Fremont, pan-roasted chicken, pork shoulder steak. So it's kind of like in modern American food, mm-hmm. um, as well as pan-seared halibut. Everything is really well done. I did this during Seattle Restaurant Week, and I would highly recommend it to friends that are doing Seattle Restaurant Week coming up in April, too. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that halibut, so I can't wait. And Monica, how about a couple more? A couple more. What do we got going on? Hey, let's not forget Seawolf Bakery. So Seawolf Bakery is just one of those places where if you're if you're around or near Fremont, you got to try. But if you can't get there, check their website because they are selling their products at more and more places. But for me, one of my favorite things is this. Uh, they have like this sweet croissant that has like apples in it. And I'm, you know, I'm not a really big fruity person, but there's something about that flaky pastry and like just the perfectly spiced apples that, that does it for me. And, and so one of the places I actually get their pastries at is uh, True North, which is um, a coffee cold brew place. And they're at Fremont Sunday Market. And so that's an easy way for me to get pastries on the weekend without standing in the line. They do sell out. So if you're interested in pre-ordering, find that also through their website. Don't be sad when you get there. <laughs> Monica, are you a cider fan? I am totally a cider fan. <laughs> yeah, I thought so because <laughs> Schilling Cider House, I haven't been there in years, but they have a fantastic line of ciders on tap. I think they have over 32 ciders on tap. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love? They color code it by labeling from like semi-sweet is like purple mm-hmm. to dry to, to orange as sweet. So you can pick out whatever ciders you want. Mm-hmm. And they have a tasting flight for $12. Um, I like it. So give me six sweet ciders for me, please. Uh, absolutely. I know you like those sweet ciders. And actually, you know, it's only over time, like tasting and learning more about cider that I learned I can go anywhere from like semi-dry, semi-sweet, all the way to sweet. And when you get dry, it gets a little bit too much for me. But um, it's, it's a pretty nice range. And so pretty excited. We should, we should go there. We should take some of our foodie friends there. Yeah, definitely. I I think I highly recommend it. I haven't been in ages, but I had a great time last time. Yeah. All right. Drank too much and then cider. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> and Monica, it can't be a list if I don't recommend sandwiches. Of course. Right? Yes. Yes. Fremont is an interesting neighborhood, wouldn't you say? Because there's a lot of fun stuff. You've got the Fremont Troll is there. Mm-hmm. And then there's also always the yearly summer solstice parade mm-hmm. at, in Fremont. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see naked bike riders, do your thing. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think we go to see naked bike riders. I think we go to see naked, beautifully painted bike riders. <laughs> at least I do. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> moving right along. Um, and in, in Fremont, is this statue of Lenin, mm-hmm. not John Lenin, like, <laughs> <laughs> the old Russian czar Lenin. And it's, and behind that is Royal grinders. Mm-hmm. And behind that famous statue are sandwiches on garlic herbed oil, seasoned French bread. Yum. Most people order the, the grinder, which is like a roast beef and Turkey sandwich, but The Italian is what I look for. Mm -hmm. Coronado salami and pepperoni and famous smoked ham. If a sandwich shop can't do an Italian sandwich right, they're not a good sandwich shop. Mm. I'm just going to let people know. Yeah. 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 And for me, like, absolutely. Royal Grinders does put out some good sandwiches. Um, I'm not as much of a sandwich person as Nelson, but uh, Royal Grinders does put out a good sandwich. And so look for Lennon. He's the big statue with the red bloody hand. You can't miss him. Uh, but, but also just within like five blocks of there is someplace that I do get sandwiches from and it's Roxy's. They serve breakfast all day. Um, but I really loved um, I, over the years, I've come to love their corned beef sandwiches and pastrami. Like those are my go to meats, corned beef and pastrami. Um, but they also do like corned beef hash and breakfast sammies and just all kinds of deli sandwiches. And so that's just down the street from Royal Grinders as well. You know, Fremont's a great neighborhood. Uh, there's also 
distillery that I like going to there and they've been really open with community. And so they've, they've been participants in many events that I've gone to and it's called Fremont mischief. And my favorites from their distillery is the gin and the apple brandy. So if you're interested, they do have tours and they also distill whiskey and vodka. Those are very good too, but my favorites are just gin and the apple brandy. And um, also they just have a really cute logo. (laughs) That's right. Just how we choose wine. We go to the places with the best logos. Right, the best pictures. <laughs> oh, funny. All right, what else you got, Nelson? All right, let's round it out. This is this is the end of our list. I mean, we, we gave you 19 to 20 recommendations. So if you don't know where to go eat in Fremont next time, that's on you. We, have, we can't not talk about Fremont and talk about Kamenegi. Kamenegi is on fire right now and probably one of the top restaurants in seattle wouldn't you say monica yeah i'd absolutely say that um it's hard to get a reservation during the dinner hour um so try to do that months in advance and just mutsuko soma chef mutsuko soma was just participant in uh seattle burger month with lil woody's and also um makes really excellent soba um, you know, I don't even like soba from a lot of places, but I will always eat her soba. It's just so delicate and well done. I can't even say how good it is. Yeah, her soba noodles are fantastic. I'm so glad she came back at Miyabi on 45th, and now she has her own place, Kamenegi. But that's a great that's a great place to end our Fremont tour. I mean, that was a whirlwind tour. <laughs> that's really bad. If you guys missed out on all of that, please feel free to go ahead and rewind and go through that entire list. I I know it was a huge list, but we wanted to get through as many places. All right. Monica, we have a guest this week. You want to go ahead and introduce her? Absolutely. Our guest this week is Leslie Kelly, and you might have noticed us hanging out with her a couple weeks ago for a whirlwind Pike Place Market tour. She's so fun. Uh, Leslie is a famous food writer who has a long and illustrious history in the industry in Seattle, and you can hear more about it in our interview. Hi, everyone. We're here today. Both Nelson and I are with Leslie Kelly. And if you don't know Leslie Kelly, I think you're wrong. I think you probably do. And you just don't know what her name is. Because Leslie is a seasoned food writer and critic. And all things Seattle, like I've been seeing Leslie around for so many years, uh, really written for such magazines and publications as Serious Eats, Seattle Magazine, Seattle Weekly, um, just long and illustrious history. And today we're at Pike Place Market. And we're just finishing a little bit of a food crawl. And we're currently at Eva's. Uh, Welcome to the show. Leslie. Thank you so much. Oh, so much Tom, fun. Tom Douglas at his it's it iconic. Is. Yeah. One of the iconic it spots is. in Seattle. It definitely is. And wow, it, we're, we're kind of challenged because we've been eating as we've been going along. Mm-hmm. And so this, I, it, it's the best kind of tour to mm-hmm. take of Pike Place Market. Mm-hmm. And it's totally doable for anybody, right? For sure. Yes. It is. It is. It's very accessible and so many different perspectives on like the best hidden gems in the market. And so really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Oh, absolutely. So let's start talking about the evolution of your food journey in media and social media. Well, I um, went to journalism school at Western Washington University a long time ago and worked in newspapers for a very long time. Um, kind of worked my way into food because I loved food. I loved cooking from an early age, um, hanging out in the kitchen with my grandma, my nana, and learning her secrets. And then, um, you know, the, the stories behind food are what are so compelling to me. Um, I lived and worked in Spokane, Washington for many years, and um, really am very grateful to kind of have seen the the evolution of, of that food scene is really exciting. And we got the opportunity to move to Memphis, Tennessee and lived there for several years. And wow, was that just an incredible um, education on um, culture and history, a different part of the country. I absolutely loved it so very much. And then we got this amazing opportunity to return to Seattle and did in 2007 and just, you know, have been loving Seattle and Seattle has changed so very much Mm -hmm. even in that short time. So, but one thing that remains the same, one is the cultural touchstone known as the Pike Place Market. Mm -hmm. It's not just for tourist people. Mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) Um, And I loved walking around with you guys today and seeing some of the 
the highlights. Mm -hmm. So how would you describe the Seattle food scene? Because you've, you've been traveling all over, and um, what are some subtle differences you've seen from your travels to, to Seattle? So backing up for just a sec, I, my husband and I um, just got the opportunity to you know, live, live our best lives, live the, the RV life on the road. We sold our house here in Seattle. Um, and bought an RV, and we've been traveling all around the West, um, mostly to national parks, some some big cities. But um, I, even more than ever, I am convinced that Seattle is really one of the most vibrant, most cool food scenes out there. And since I have been gone for um, five months, I am blown away by all the growth. I mean, there's just, you know, I mean, it, how many new restaurants? Like mm -hmm. hundreds. Yeah. It's hard to keep mm -hmm. up. Um, so I think at the same time, we're seeing a change in how people enjoy food. Mm -hmm. Like if, I think the lunch scene is still pretty vibrant, but dinner, people like order in, you know, um, Postmates or mm -hmm. Uber Eats or whatever. Um, I think that um, some of the restaurants are struggling a little bit. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things progress mm -hmm. and who is able to, you know, really make a go of it. Um, I urge everybody to get out there and support their favorite restaurants. Mm -hmm. So they're not, you know, like, oh my gosh, I love that place and it's closed now. So I think, mm -hmm. again, um, it's key for people to... And you guys do such an amazing job. I mean, I've been following Nelson for a long time and just like, I'm blown away by all the places he's <laughs> <Thank> going. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's it's that kind of engagement and storytelling mm -hmm. that is really fun mm -hmm. and, and gets people out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the reasons I've always been active both on Yelp and Instagram is for just that reason. Like, I've fallen in love with businesses, but for whatever reason, it's this weird sort of balance between marketing and food quality and price points and neighborhood. Like, it's so hard to be successful in Seattle, and it's always been my goal to keep those folks in business. Like, if I love you, I'm going to support you. I'm going to I'm gonna be out there shouting your name from the roof, rooftops. And so that's why I appreciate having a greater platform to do that and to do that that in partnership yeah. with so many great people in our community. Yeah, that's so that's cool. So yeah. Definitely. At, on the flip side of that, and when I was a restaurant critic for the Seattle Post-Intelligencer mm -hmm. for a number of years, you do to, you know, kind of um, have that credibility, you need mm -hmm. to call people out when yeah. things are not great, and that is a really uncomfortable thing to do, and I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I call myself on, I, on my Instagram profile recovering food critic, because, mm -hmm. like, people, I had, I've had chefs come and stalk my house, oh, you know, when, when I was critical, um, that was back in Spokane, not in Seattle, but, you know, um, I, I just want to always convey the most positive. So if I, now, if I have a negative experience, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anything. Totally. I'm not going to be one of those people who d does these, I don't like the, the tweets where somebody has a complaint mm -hmm. and they don't, you know, they throw shade, but they don't say who it is. Totally. So if you have some, if you have a complaint, share that. Yeah, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so appreciate that. I had to learn that about how to do no harm um, and like what the impact that is to business. I think that any business deserves to hear like justified criticism about service Correct. and yes. about food quality, but it's time, place, or manner. So if I don't have anything nice to say, I'm not really going to say anything publicly. Right. Um, unless somebody directly asks me, then I feel right. like my reputation's on the line and I have to answer. Exactly. Um, if someone asks me directly. Yes. So appreciate that. So, so, so what what um, what's the best and worst experience you've had lately? <laughs> <laughs> best and worst experiences. Um, you know, I think um, sometimes it's hard when we take pictures and we make food look beautiful and it yeah. doesn't taste beautiful. Um, yeah. um, so, so I think that's the yeah. hardest thing, you know, like as artists trying to um, trying to temper like our goals of making food look really great, but also understanding that there's some alignment between like taste and quality too and Correct. so still yes. it's, it's a lifelong journey sure yeah yeah and people even if maybe it doesn't taste exactly as beautiful as it mm -hmm. looks people have put so much love and right. effort into it we hope 
Mm-hmm. That's the that's the hope. But um, you know, I think that for me, what I I love about food is that you can go to a place that kind of looks dumpy and have an incredible experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Um, so anyway, so I I'm I'm really grateful that. Um, I'm back here for a minute and get to experience. I've been down to the market many times during my visit here because I just, I really love the vibe. You are a legend in the Seattle food scene. <laughs> like, legend. I, I still, I never, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't told you this story. I was touring <laughs> oh through Pike Place Market. But I remember, I think I was grabbing a burger at probably Little Woody's and I see the iconic pink hair <laughs> and the backpack like walking by and, I, and you're going to the I think you're going to the Starbucks roastery or oh, somewhere right there man. and I almost wanted to roll down my window and just like Leslie dies <laughs> you, you wouldn't be the first you wouldn't be the first um, no I, I also love Capitol Hill I mean that's the cool thing about Seattle is there are so many great neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, um, to explore, and I love up there, um, Little Woody's, Terra Plata. Um, there's a, so many ramen places up there. I love yes. Oink Ramen. Oink, oh, oh. we love Oink too, as <laughs> yes. well. Um, so, and they're know. so much more accessible now than they used to be in terms of like ordering options, yeah. right? right. Um, yes, dinner service. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's a really fun city to explore, mm-hmm. and I'm finding out in the world, in the around the country, you can't find good ramen. You can't find mm-hmm. good pho. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can sometimes you can find really good tacos in California, yes. but really I, good, I, very exceptional. Tacos. <laughs> Some, yeah. I I am still on the search for the exceptional taco, okay. but um, I think what you have to remember is taking different expectations with you wherever you go Mm -hmm. and um and learning about that food culture being open to learn learn about that so um i'm really excited to go to austin texas in a few weeks i just interviewed aaron franklin Uh uh-huh for franklin's barbecue franklin Mm. barbecue and he's doing a um, a pretty cool kind of under the radar um, food festival called Hot Luck Memorial Day weekend. You go and you eat barbecue and listen to music. I mean, that sounds pretty insanely awesome. So it's it's fun to get to know the local food scenes everywhere. And I'm really looking forward to New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I love eating around New Orleans. Um, and then you know some of my other favorite places. Um, along the way in the south. Yeah. So back to Seattle. Any you, you talked about some places in Capitol Hill, but any other hidden gems that you want to let us know? Um, hidden gems. Well, I did go to the new Salumi. Yeah. I went and checked that out, and I was so happy to see a couple of my friends there, Melanie and yep. Irma, still doing their best work there and it, it's a really beautiful space um, I'm not gonna lie I kind of miss the old place yeah. um, but um, hidden gems you know I'm, I'm always on the hunt you know um, but getting back to Pike Place Market mm-hmm. you know I think we went and I, I showed you some of my favorites mm-hmm. and we you know we only hit a few spots mm-hmm. but um, I love the the Pike Place Fish Guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tahoe does an amazing job of, uh, and any of the guys there mm-hmm. are really knowledgeable about, you know, um, walking you through the fish that is mm-hmm. so important to this Northwest cuisine. And I've always learned a lot from them, and I love going to De Laurente and doing the olive oil mm-hmm. tasting up there on the second level. Um, they're also really knowledgeable. It's about those relationships that you get over time. Um, you know, it's it, it it's not just incredible food. It's talking to people about yeah. the food and getting getting that absolutely. appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, what are you absolutely loving right now? I mean, because you've been gone for like like you said five months, right? And so, what are you just loving right now? Well, being back in Seattle, the seafood. I mean, you you don't really realize it until you get out there in the world. We are spoiled rotten when it comes to incredible access to seafood. I mean, 
when you go out in the world, it's farm-raised salmon, mm-hmm. and I don't eat farm-raised salmon, and it is, I don't, you know. We don't either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's really, even at the high-end restaurants, no, you know. Yeah. Um, I went to Momofuku in Vegas, mm-hmm. and they were serving farm salmon. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, uh, they call it, you know, sustainably farmed or whatever, but BS. Sorry. <laughs> we know what that yeah, means. It's farm raised. Yeah, it's farm raised. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, really am just loving um, the seafood. I went out to dinner um, recently at Maximilian in the market mm-hmm. and had oysters and had scallops and they were fantastic. I went to the new heirloom, which is owned by the people from El Gaucho. Mm-hmm had some incredible scallops. Mm-hmm. I mean, this seafood is just so fresh and so pristine. You just can't mess it up. Mm-hmm. You better not mess it up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there, there's, you know, some answers you need to, <laughs> to supply. But um, I am love, love, loving the seafood in mm-hmm. Seattle right now. So turning it around, what do you think Seattle right now is lacking from all your travels that you've been? It's like they, they are behind on... On this cert on this certain cuisine or this is Boy, what's I don't know because it just seems like there's such an explosion of everything. Um, I think um, you know maybe it's missing a real high end fine dining yeah. component. I mean there there's canvas and then what else? Mm-hmm. Um, I love um, the the willows Rolls, up in yeah. um, Lummi Island. So, Leslie, people are looking for you on social media. Unlike most folks that we interview or just on Instagram, you're on multiple platforms. Where can they find you? I am Leslie Dines on Twitter. I really enjoy Twitter still. Um, and in addition to Leslie Dines 58 on Insta, mm-hmm. I have a second account that is um, focusing on my travels, mm-hmm. and it's called Our Grand Tour. I'm also on Pinterest and LinkedIn and, and Facebook, of course, but I love Insta. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That's your favorite? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, thank for joining you. us Leslie today. Kelly, thank you so, so much. Wonderful. Yeah. High five, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited to have lunch with you. <laughs> And that's our interview with Leslie Kelly. And I don't know about you, Nelson, but I really had a great time. And even though it was a couple hours, like I just so appreciated her taking um, time out of her busy schedule to hang out with us. Oh, so much fun. And don't forget to follow her on Our Grand Tour. That's her Instagram handle through all her adventures all over the United States. And also Leslie Dines 58. Awesome person. And Monica, I'm so excited. Humble brag. She wrote an article for on Forbes.com. And she put my face on there. I had no idea. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, you know, Leslie is a freelance writer for many nationwide publications. And so it's a really big deal to be on Forbes.com. So congrats. All right, guys. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening as always. And happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.